1: Which I think is at Mud Island. Okay. So I don't. I, it might have been the formal part of it. Might have been a Mud Island. Not no Peabody. Peabody okay. was where the Power 30 was this year.
2: These are the top 30 people who are under 30. No, no, no. That's that's list. It's just John's 30 powerful list. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 powerful. 30 power, the, yeah. the Power
1: 30. You have entrepreneurs. You have oh, okay. builders. You have real estate developers. Excellent. Hey, those, yeah. those sorts of rich folks in this thing. Uh, the Whalums again. You Why know, are you not in this? I don't understand. B- that, because that I just so no, yeah, told you. that's kind of the
2: whole
3: sort of stick here. that you were still
2: fine seeing if the car. Was going to trade the, for Soto. That's the, uh, what you were well, doing. Well, the sprinkler over there. people just came in and said it's going to be a spray. So if you hear on the air some live sprinkler testing, that is uh, that's the alarm. Sorry, they just got interrupted there. Uh, not going to make the power thirty, and that no. is
1: fine. That's fine. We got you still should. got, great, uh, still got you're, things you're, we can't you're, achieve.
3: You're clearly campaigning. Can you, I? Can you're funny, if I were you are you very funny. Can mm-hmm. I make the power thirty? Don't think so. Why?
1: I don't think I don't think you're you're not high enough on any of these accomplished lists, bro. <laughs> And I, I don't say that to bring you down. No, like too bad. You're the one that started like this conversation. This, like it is for the elite. You are not among them.
3: Okay. I, can I get like a you –
1: know, Plus, you'd never be You – I've never even seen you in a tux. You have to clean up nice.
3: Bro, I can you know get what I'm saying? Tux, don't worry. We,
1: we, we don't know that you're capable of that.
3: I can get a tux. Give me a chance, Curtis. Give me a chance to show. You know what I'm saying? Power 30. You know that. That's what I do.
1: Last time you were trying to do something like this, you were trying to uh, coach Silverfield's spring game. He still ain't got to I, yeah, I was promised Yeah, you were begging. I was
3: And that's what that. this is
1: starting to sound like, so it's getting and then, pathetic. And then that that just never happened. That just went away, you know. Flyer, y'all need to put a, a list together soon for this man. He's jonesing.
3: No, we got we always got that one right here, man.
1: Yeah, it's yellow now, like now, your Elvis paper.
3: Now, speaking of Curtis Gibbons, like you said, uh, he his son, Curtis Gibbons III, Mm-hmm is, I mean, next up, I mean, there's there's a few candidates to pick from in the city of Memphis, actually. It's, it's him, Jay Nash, um, Curry, right, the, uh, the Curry kid. I think he's at Liza East. Curry. Yeah, East. Elijah Curry, yeah, mm-hmm. at East. Um,
1: Billy I'm, Richmond's kid's good, Billy too. Billy Richmond, yep. He's going to be a big-time division yep, one absolutely. player. Yep, um, absolutely. I think right now, in 2024, the highest rank that I see is Curtis. Yeah. He's now top 60. Wow. He's 58 at ESPN. He's going to Montverde, obviously, for the last two years of his high school career. Spent uh, a couple of years at MUS. And most recently started the Nike EYBL, the prestigious uh, grassroots basketball league, the championship of it. Started for Mocan with 26 points, four assists, and a double overtime victory over team final. Every time he goes out on the floor, he gets more and more legit. Had seven of their nine in the double OT. Had the game ceiling free throws. Five of seven from three. People love him. Remember, Gavoni wrote about him in that event he did down, what, that international event they did as well. So we're talking about – remember we had this conversation with Giannato a couple of weeks ago about who's next, who's the next big thing? Yep. Curtis might end up being that. And back to the point, I I, I read an article of him recently. It was broken down on 3.com that's covering recruiting pretty well right now. Broke down his recruitment. Uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, I think, at this point now that we told you when Penny Hardaway offered him. Mm -hmm. But he says the school that he hears from the most right now – now, this was on – June 26th. And we'll make sure we've got the date. It is now, you know, well into July. But as of June 26th, the school he was hearing from the most. Take a guess.
3: Well, I'm hoping it's Memphis.
1: Well, it's a different. It's another team that likes to come in here and get point guards.
3: Oh, that's got to be not
1: treated. Tennessee. Rick Barnes. No, he says I would say we hear. And this again, this is last month. They, I'm here sure they've, go. From a ton, they've heard from a ton since. This is uh, part of the reason why I'm talking about. It. I would say we hear the most from Tennessee right now. I've been on unofficial visits to Tennessee and Ole Miss. Now, Curtis Gibbons, his father, and Penny are tight. Right. Okay. So an unofficial visit to Memphis is nothing. You know, starting that relationship up is nothing because that relationship has already been there. And Penny's already been there with the offer. Again, we, we told you that a, a year or so ago it's been now. I remember tweeting that out when Penny made the offer to him and the, the other kid at MUS at the time, Rashawn King. Um, so you've got time. Remember, this is two years. It's for 2024. But here's Rick Barnes again. Sniffing around, trying to come up here and say, is Penny Hardaway going to lay off another guard that I can come up here and get? Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially is what it's feeling like it's forming into. And in each day that goes along here, you know, it feels like the Curtis Gibbons third is becoming more and more coveted by not just Tennessee but other schools because his profile keeps raising up. Again, top 60, he's now a four-star the kid was already pretty legit. He seems to be rising up the rankings even more. So shout out to him. He just opened up the EYBL with a bang this week. And he, yeah, with Mo Elite Lee. Yes, uh, wasn't the same team yep. that Kennedy Chandler went to. Yep.
3: yep, and won a title with. He did beating Jalen Green and those guys. He sure did. So uh, again, a good precedent there. I guess if you're a Memphis kid, yeah, I mean, Curtis Gibbons the third is a number sixty-one over at uh, at two four seven. Told you fifty-eight at ESPN, and he's a point guard, which is great. Right, he's listed as a point guard. Now, I have not seen Curtis Gibbs the third play in person. I would like to do that,
1: dude. He is smooth, man.
3: Yeah, I'd like to do that, but obviously, unfortunately, I I, I might not be able to now because he's uh, he's going to be out. That's, that's always interesting when when a kid moves to you know a different school for two years.
1: It's different this around here. It's usually a lot of times for that final year of your high schooling, but for 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 Curtis Gibbs the third, it's going to be for the last two years of him. So you're talking about you know national schedule that he's playing against. National quality competition for two years. Imagine where he'll be at that point. Again, we we bring it up because you know is Tennessee gonna come in here and get another good one? Is this a deal where Penny's offered, where Penny stays through it the entire time? Will be interesting to watch because Lord knows Barnes is making a habit of of, of, of picking up point guards out of out of Memphis.
3: Yeah, look realistically, you know, I just think Curtis sort of as a businessman in in Memphis, like we we'll we'll, we'll listen to Tennessee. We ain't going. I mean, Carter's put together
2: Memphis Madnesses. Yeah, come on, man. Uh,
1: well, yeah, he's the guy behind the scenes that right. puts it together for Memphis. That's,
2: that's true. I mean, uh, is this just is this smoke? Like, what, what is why, this is weird? Oh, smoke. I, mean, I, I, I I thought that those guys were all close. Is what I'm. I'm just. Well, they are right to it. And i, and but I think, close beyond. Still, still, I think you're actually taking us to the point. Is
1: that's why Penny Hardaway wouldn't have to call every hey, day. Exactly is because right. that he's. I mean, they've they've. They're tight like brothers. Yes, the two of them, and so well, and to be real, that would make sense why you're hearing more from
3: Tennessee because Penny's that relationship is already strong. To be real, that's not Penny's recruiting
2: st- strategy in anything anyway. Is to over communicate. You'll yeah. never,
3: you'll never hear somebody say, "Oh, I hear from Penny Hardaway every day." Right.
2: He's not a, he's not a Josh Pastor call and text like, every thirty like, minutes. As exact, Penny, well, is, and this was what Barnes would have to do to get him out right. of Memphis Penny, with the relationship the P- okay.
1: that he's got. Okay, makes Penny is the sense. kind of
3: recruiter and communicator where he calls you. And sometimes, like, I'll be honest, sometimes this confuses people, right? Oh. Sometimes it rubs people the wrong way. Not in a bad like not in
2: a negative sense. This is interesting insight.
3: People will interpret his like lack of, you know, communication every single day as a lack of interest, right? But Penny's by Penny calling you, in his mind, he's saying I'm interested. Now I'm not saying he's never like doubled up on a call or like tried to do you know, made multiple calls. Not saying that at all. But I think Penny comes from a school of if I call you, I'm interested in you. If I call you one time and I say, Yeah, you have an offer, you know, you you know what I'm about, you know what we have to offer. I've already made I'm not gonna make you the pitch every single day. You know, I'm not gonna waste my time and I'm not gonna waste yours. Which I can understand.
1: Well, he's been effective in recruiting, and he's not. And he's, so, not I mean, gonna, and I, he's certainly gonna see he's
3: certainly not going to do that with the son of somebody that's organizing Memphis Madness. Like you, Makes sense. you know what you are getting at Memphis, man. You he, know? he could end up being the next big point guard of Memphis. He could, especially he's, with
1: the timeline, right? Yeah. I mean, you got Kendrick for a year. You would need another one
3: Absolutely. for a year, and then well, and look, here's the truth. It's time. It is time for Memphis to get another big time player from Memphis. Right? We are over. Oh, if if he's there to be right, if it's the right one, I. I I, mean, I think Curtis is the right one. I mean, he's the point guard. They're going to need one,
1: you know? I, I would have told you if it was if Kennedy Chandler you needed. Well, that's like, true, I'm too. I'm up here to tell you if, if, if I if was, agree with every local decision I think, well, he's both, made.
3: both things can be true, right? They needed Kennedy and they need Curtis, you know?
1: Kennedy would have answered a lot of questions last year.
3: I, just think, I think you got it. I think you, it's time, right? Like, you've done a good job of, like, filling your roster out with kids not from Memphis, but I just think in terms of, like, the future, like, it's always good to just keep a really good player. And you got the Lawsons. You know, you have the Lawson's here, and maybe Johnny is that guy. You know, maybe he'll turn into that guy.
1: Yeah, his time's now.
3: But I just think it's always good to just keep one or two or three. You know, just like like keep that relationship with the community. You know, not to say that it can't be done other ways. I know because we've, we've had we believe we've seen if, it. I
1: think if Penny wants him, he'll get him.
3: Well, I hope Penny wants him. He's offered him, so that would seem to suggest. He well, wants he
1: offered Candy at one point too. Now,
3: yeah, that, you, you know, know things was, can
1: change. That was a weird one. Was he amazing. was among the first to offer. Like he was there at the beginning.
3: I don't know if you ask. I don't know if you ask the Chandler family. Like if you ask the Chandler family, like how they—that's
1: the same story. Yeah, like they might have a different. Of course they might, because they didn't end up going there. Right. And They yeah. went to Tennessee, and now they're back with the Grizzlies. But it was reported when Penny offered Kenny Chandler it was reported on in-home visits, those kind of things. Yeah, they
3: went out to Briarcrest. You know, I just don't. I don't know if that was like a Chiosa kind of a deal, right? right. Where they heard that you know Rick Barnes and them we going to be out there. So oh, now we got to go out there, you know. Memphis and Chioza until Florida offered Chiozza. Memphis like dragged their ass on Chris Chiosa, Oh, and, I
1: remember like yeah, <laughs> like it was yesterday.
3: And then Billy Donovan finally said, you know, that he had that great weekend in Biloxi, and then and that's
1: when Josh tried to come in uh, late after after Billy did it, and at that point, yeah, you're
3: late. I don't know. I don't think I'll ever get over that one. But again, that you know. It's yeah. always the point guards, though. It's always the point guards who end up being awesome that Memphis doesn't get from Memphis. You know, like Chioza, Kennedy, you know.
1: I think it was the only mistake Damon Stoudemire made during his time. Yeah, Pookie Powell over Chioza. Was saying <laughs> we don't need Chioza, Let's get Pookie Powell. That was the a only mistake, but that, was a, that was, a, it was a big one. It was a
2: big one. Don't yeah. you guys think though? Sometimes it's best for the player. I would argue with Chioza, He's probably better off that he didn't come to Memphis. I, I can't. Crazy thing
1: was he was like barely ever a starter
2: for them. Like until his last year, yeah, there, right? Up, they were always like leaving, recruiting over him. He ended up leaving Chioza. as an
1: all time assist leader and leaves as their assist leader because he stayed all those yeah, years. Yeah, now
2: that we know I'm, with the end game, because I know where it went. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, I'm not we, suggesting I want that. By the way, I'm just thinking about oh, what happened. With chance it doesn't have that kind of career at Memphis. Right. For, for it is sure. distracting it is a as all get leader. out.
3: You know. The talent, right.
2: uh, you, you know, the... Uh, the scrutiny
3: of that position. Like, everything, oh, that's yeah, fair. thick skin,
1: you've got to have it to be Memphis. Yeah, football. man, it's you know, distracting.
3: I, but, but see, I think a guy like Chioza, you know, could have been built for that. Oh, he was built yeah. for it. He could have handled it. Yeah. I'm just saying,
1: when you get it and that scrutiny, how yeah. does your game... No, you know, it's, it's, a fair,
3: it's fair. I how does, I mean, does it respond? That's That's what every coach that's but, ever recruiting against Memphis will say. You know, but
1: like Chris was used to being told, nah, you ain't yeah, big enough whatever. So he would have been a in the same way that ALO did in a classy manner. The I
2: challenge think. is now you've got a track record to put behind that statement if you're an opposing coach and you're coming in here to recruit.
3: Well, and then I would just say if I'm if I'm combating that, I'll say, Yeah, that was about the player. That wasn't about me. That wasn't about the city. That was about a player's ability. You know, it wasn't like we uh, recruited. Uh, you know Michael Jordan on campus, and he went to somewhere else and became that. You know, it's about the limitations of that player. Don't let that fool you. Uh,
1: y'all better keep an eye on Curse Gibbons. Ah, uh, we story. are. Don't he, worry. Man is blowing up.
3: Power thirty, right there, man. Power sixty. Uh, he, so.
1: he, he, he has it in the blood, Power 30.
3: Uh, for sure. All right, uh, we'll come back. Omar Snead's going to join us uh, in just a little excited bit. about that. We'll talk to him about Kenneth Lothman Jr., working out with him, what he saw in him early on, what he can do for the Grizzlies, and get his thoughts on Memphis basketball, all that and more. Stick around. Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN. WMFS-FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS-Memphis
0: with a legacy of sports. His flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers talk. Always live on the free Odyssey app and smart speakers. Say play 92.9 ESPN, powered by DuckDuckGo. Uh, random
3: trivia. I think I might have said earlier that uh, money teams not playing. They just haven't played yet. They are playing in this, and that's who Jimmer Fredette plays for. You mentioned Jimmer. Along with Memphian. Tariko White. Yeah. We're almost stamped out. That's a cold-ass team right there, man. They also have uh, former Memphis Grizzly, Xavier Munford. Remember him? Yes. Oh, yeah. Xavier Munford's on that team. Corey Davis is on that team. Kid from Houston. From Houston. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Evans, who I think – won or participated in an NBA dunk contest many years ago. He's on that team. Um, And also Trevor Booker, who's like a long – like played in the NBA for a long time. He's on that team. It's going to be hard for that team to lose, That's a one seed, they said. Oh, it's the one of the one. The overall one, do you think? Yeah, I think so. And then the other team that's interesting in this tournament is Florida TNT. Now, we've seen them, but they have former – I guess – was he a Grizz ever? Dominique Jones? Did he ever show up for the Grizzlies? I want to say he got selected in that spot or something. Uh, there's some Grizzlies tie there, uh, but Dominique Jones, yeah, he was selected by the Memphis Grizzlies in that slot. But I think that pick belonged to the Dallas Mavericks. That's why I always remember him, Dominique Jones on that team. Keith Clanton, UCF product.
1: That man was a killer inside against the Tigers. Uh,
3: Kenny Boynton, former Florida Gator, uh, and then uh, Rob Gray, former Houston point. High runner. scoring Houston guard. Yeah, so that one's oh. going to be a. Uh, that's gonna be a hell of a team as well. I mean, they—they're not very deep. It's making me long for those Memphis
2: teams. I know these memories coming through my head when you say those well, you names.
3: You like, remember you used to have to like promote. Yeah, yeah. You used to have to like get votes. Yeah, yeah. that's gone. Oh. Uh. And I, I think the like,
1: established teams seem to be the ones that right. come back the most. The right.
3: Yeah. Like your Bayhimes that, Army, your you know, Ohio State, Everline like I mentioned, it's always got a t- yeah. It's like a
2: lineage. They just replace a player, and somebody gets too old. That's and, exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly the kind of right. There's, there's just some pretty good organization. And I actually think that's groups. that's the
3: that's the best way to do them. it. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, because every year having to get like X amount of votes, people get tired of that. Especially because yeah. Memphis lost in the first round every time. It seems Like people get tired of doing that. Very disappointing. You know what I mean? Because like the fans would get a share. I think they eventually changed that format. Right. Mm-hmm. Fans had no more responsibility or <laughs> obligation. <laughs> they and took that, us out. Yeah, and then you didn't have to <laughs> then you didn't have to worry about paying them.
1: So Rico why is cold dude. Yeah. hmm
3: We gotta get like Former uh we gotta get my man Jonathan Lowe on one of these teams. He'd be great for the team. You GT. say he's still
1: out here killing people, though.
3: I haven't seen him in a while. I haven't I haven't looking
1: like real Jesus.
3: Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's real Jesus mm-hmm. for sure. Like that show <laughs> The Chosen. I don't know why I know that show. But there's like a sh- show called The Chosen. Maybe he's Jesus in that one. Maybe that's he's, he's pursuing.
1: What is low in somebody's a uh,
3: community center or something? Just killing people right now today. I don't know if it's today, but he just has fun with folks. Yep, bro, that man. That he man cold. was cold. He was cold for real. Like when I, I couldn't believe he invited me to play pickup. I'm like, bro, I am not in your weight class. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm a different caliber of player. This man out here pulling up in transition, like he's like Marshall Henderson, cold.
4: Yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Jonathan Just get, anywhere in the gym, and he's going Bartlett, right? Bartlett, yeah, right? interesting. And then he like homeschooled,
3: played at old Miss under Rob Barnes uh, for a second. Yeah, who like, could hoop? When I, when I, yeah, like when I was like, I was like, He'll oh, fool I was you. Saying, I didn't know Jonathan Lowe, right? I didn't. Yeah. I mean, oh. I, I, he's like way before my before time. Before your time, yeah, that's how he gets you. So, so I, I meet him, and he's like, you know, hey man, we, we play, we we hoop here every Sunday, la la. I'm like, oh cool, no problem. He's, yeah. not, he's not, like a very big guy. He's like a, you know, he's, he's taller than me, but that's not hard
2: to be. Sort of unassuming, very unassuming. Yeah. That's how he gets you. So yeah. I get up there, I'm like. Oh, boy.
3: This, this dude's pulling up from, like, 30 feet, draining, like, getting to the rim. I'm, like, he's dunking on folks. I'm, like, uh, who the hell is this dude
2: with this long-ass beard? Like those are the best ones, man. Who is this dude,
3: That's, Those man. are the best ones. I'm, not, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm not coming back to this gym, man. I think
1: he, in many ways he's entertained by that every time where he's kind of low-crawling on He's caught off guard, unassuming, yeah. and then he shows you all these. Professor, like handles and all this stuff. Yeah, That's like,
2: Memphis. That is Memphis. Are you walk into some of these gyms, it's always the dude who looks just a little Kenny Lofton ish. But man,
3: uh, I hope he's. I don't. I don't know where he's. I don't know where he's at. I haven't heard from him in a while. But I hope he's doing well. Me Because I always, always really did enjoy uh, being around him and in, in, in our interactions for sure. All right, we'll come back. Omar Sneed's gonna join us. We'll talk to him about working with Kenneth Lofton, Memphis basketball, all that on the other side. Jason and John. I you turn-
4: Selling a little or a lot. up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
0: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road
2: With Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Yeah. If you've been a fan of or
1: covered this Tigers basketball program for an extended amount of time, you know the name, Omar Sneed, former Tiger forward from 97 to 99. He was a killer, scored over 1,000 points. He's the founder and head of the SBG Grassroots Organization out of Texas, assistance coach two with Harden Jefferson. And before we get to everything that you've done with Kenneth Lofton, Jr., brother Sneed, tell me this. You're coming in here as a Nike EYBL national champion, are you not?
5: <laughs> uh, yes, yes, sir, I am. Uh, we uh, end up winning it down in Chicago, uh, I think uh, last week um, with the girls. Um, I never thought that I would be involved in girls' basketball, but I'm actually enjoying it. And, yes, I am happy to say I am a national champion.
1: Man, congratulations on that. Now your daughter plays, right, Omar?
5: Yeah, she plays on our 16-U team. Okay.
1: So is, the, is that what brought you over a little bit? Are the watching her at all, or did they just ask you, hey, man, you've been doing all this good on the boys' side. Come over and help us.
5: Well, no, they actually came down to recruit, uh, recruit my daughter um gotcha. to play on, on on in their organization and then you know I was just a parent just uh watching the practice and the training and then uh it was one camp and the goal was open girls were standing so I decided to just you know go in there and do what was natural and one thing led to another and then um they ended up replacing the 17u coach and asked me to help out and you know I took over last year at the end yep. and we we got to the uh, Nike National Championship game and lost so to to get it this year was was very very rewarding. So
3: almost, awesome, how how did you link with uh, with Kenneth Lofton Jr.? How did that sort of come to pass?
5: Oh man, uh, well with my organization back home, um, his dad, which is like a you know a big brother to me, man. His dad um, asked me to start working with him and training. Then he started playing with me. Then you know, Jr. In school, man, Junior was a, was a mischievous dude, man, and he reminded me a lot of myself. You know, was bigger than everybody, man, and sometimes, like, misunderstood. So he would act up every once in a while. His dad would bring him to me. you know, we would talk or do what we had to do just to get him back on track. So he became family real, real fast.
1: How did that – now tell me, what was he like when you first got him, Coach? We, we've seen him now. We just saw him tear up summer league, but what was the game like back then?
5: So it, 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 this is the deal. Man, this kid's been doing this. You know, the biggest issue about, uh, I guess, talent, scouts, and evaluators, in which I'm not saying that, you know, they don't do their job. Obviously, they are great at what they do. But first thing people would do is look at the kid and look at his body. That's all, that's, that's all we always heard. Mm-hmm. And they never gave him a chance. And what I was looking at, I was looking at a kid who, in my mind, was similar to me at that point in time of his age in his life. And then I'm looking at a kid who has an old-school game, and he plays, he plays basketball 24-7. He plays in the Rick with all the men in Port Arthur. He'll come to Beaumont. Wherever there's a basketball, you can find Junior. And, and he had an old-school spirit by himself. So that's kind of what drew me to him.
3: Omar, do you ever um, think about, you know, you sit around and think like, man, if I'd had four years at Memphis, like I would be, I would be leading in every category.
5: Um, you know, I when I when I think back, when I think back to Memphis, you know, cuz one thing about life, man, I try not to have like any regrets, you know, cuz whatever my decision was was my decision, and I always said when it came down to my recruitment process, you know, uh I I enjoyed playing for Coach Price and their coaching staff and they done wonders for me, and I truly truly appreciate them. You know, I just would have liked to know what it would have been like to play for Coach Finch because uh he and my uncle had a relationship, and, of course, that was the guy who I signed with. And I just, you know, I never know what that would what that will, that will be like, right? So I wouldn't take back my two years of junior college for anything because my two years of junior college at San Jack was one of my favorite coaches, Coach Jananda, and also it, it taught me and it humbled me a lot. So if I would have went D1 right off the muscle, man, I, I can't tell you that I would have made it all four years. mm
1: You talked – I've seen you in the post about Kenneth talk about that senior year at Memphis and the words you wrote. I wrote them down because I wanted to be right. I became so caught up in myself that I really blew my opportunity. And this was the sentence that really got me, uh, Coach Snead, is that you said this is why I coach how I coach and I deliver a message of being unselfish and not being caught up in distractions. What was was so different that senior year for you where you said you got caught up in those things? What were the distractions, Brother Snead?
5: Well – the distraction was i mean you know being a quote unquote star lead player whatever you want to call it especially in a city like memphis and you're not from memphis you can get caught up in a lot of things and the first thing i got caught up was in the limelight you know um i was used to people you know calling my name saying this but i wasn't used to it being done in that magnitude mm-hmm. and then you start thinking about the nba and the only thing that was on my mind was making it, you know, making it to the NBA, yep. you know, so I could be on the list of Memphis Tigers great, uh, definitely about money, you know, definitely about taking care of my family yes, and sir. all that, all that different things. But what happened was I just got so caught up into me, 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 that I forgot how to be a good leader. Um, you know, I forgot how to be coachable. You know, uh, I, I ran into all kinds of different situations. So, a lot of people don't understand why I coach the way I coach, and that's the reason why, because I'm, I'm around so much talent, so much talent, and so many talented kids like a lofty that I don't want them to get confused in this world because it's very, very easy for us to get confused and misplaced in this world. And the crazy part about it is a lot of adults leading the charge into confusion. Confusion.
1: Man, you are speaking a ton of truth right now. And, of course, we're talking to former Tiger Omar Sneed, who for a long time now has led a grassroots organization uh, down in in Texas that produced Kenneth Lofton. Uh, One more thing on this, Omar, because I think it could really help some people. And I know it's why it's made you an effective coach and and so effective. But you mentioned, too, that when you didn't get that NBA call, I think you said it was a two-year depression that you went into. My question to you is, what pulled you out of that, brother, because we've seen so many right hit that crossroads I mean I you know here recently with the Tigers, Joe Jackson is a name guy who thought NBA was going to be the ticket and is trying to figure out okay, what's next? We've seen so many guys get to that stage and they don't get out of it they, It's spinning and spinning and spinning. you did what pulled you out, coach?
5: Well, I'll tell you this um the first thing that I tell these kids. Uh, 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 these days, man, is make sure you get a relationship with God because you're going to need him. Amen. Uh, let me say that. Um, and for me, it was, I have, I've always had a praying family. I've always had proud warriors, man. Even when it came down to the Nike National Championship, you know, my mom got on the phone with me and we prayed. You know, of course, I've always had my wife and we pray a lot. And um, I started to realize that that was the key. The, the, the depression part for me and how I shook it, man, is that I kept going, right? So there's so many different avenues. There's so many different ways to get what I wanted accomplished. My dream was to play professional basketball. My dream was to make money and take care of my family. And I was still able to do that even if it wasn't the NBA. So I just kept on going. I kept on pushing. I never took no for an answer. So throughout my depression, what I learned was how to pick myself up. You know, I posted a picture one time. It's a picture of Derrick Rose. It's a picture of him laying down uh, uh, in one jersey, and it's another picture of himself picking him up out in the other jersey. I can't forget, I can't quite remember the, the teams, mm-hmm. and that picture was so symbolic because sometimes, man, you just got to pick yourself up. Sometimes you're looking around right left for help and advice, and the best advice is the person in the mirror because don't nobody know you better than you know yourself. Yes, sir. And the one thing, I've never been a quitter. That's That was the biggest part to my game. I don't know how to quit. So if I take that sports lesson and apply that to my life lesson, that's how I was able to maintain.
3: So when you look at Memphis today, led by, you know, a, a former Tiger and Penny Hardaway, um, what do you think? What, what do you make of everything going on with the Tigers today?
5: Well, uh, I was actually able to go to the U of H um, Memphis game um, and actually, when, when when Junior hit the transfer portal, you know, uh, I talked to uh, Penny, um, and that was my first conversation, and Lord knows how long. And But it wasn't a conversation of, hey, we want Junior five minutes. The first – the if the, Penny opened up saying, man, I know I haven't talked to you in a long time, and I know I don't want you to think this is about recruiting. And, man, to be Penny Hardaway and to keep me on the phone for like almost an hour and a half and you know we've never hung out of them, but just talking basketball and talking directions of the program and stuff. Like, just to be honest with y'all, man, I like it, it was a, it was a perfect high. You know, I know everything is an up and down and it's a wave, but that's just the game today. But I I have a hundred percent that Penny is definitely gonna get it to where 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 we want the program to be. He's definitely gonna do the things that we want to see. I just feel like you know things. Things take time. All good things take time as well. You know, and he's learning along the way. You know, so but I, I have nothing but the utmost respect for him, and I love the d- uh, direction that the program is going.
3: There's no question that Kenneth made the right decision, obviously getting that two-way contract, at least with the Memphis Grizzlies, so we know what that means. But uh, he was in the transfer portal. Do you think if he had stayed in college, he would have wound up at Memphis?
5: Uh, Well, I can't say that. Uh, I don't know about that part. Um... I, I could just say this, I, and this is what I was telling everybody who was calling me. i I'd never seen him going back to school, never. Because the one thing about that kid is he's another one that he refuses to take no for an answer. He's always been the underdog. So, you know, not getting drafted, and I shared that story with him, like, I didn't get drafted. Mm-hmm. And, you know... It, it it hurt. You know, it did. And then, you know, of course, when you don't get drafted, everything around you now falls. You know, that's the fictitious love that's around you. Now all that fades. Then when you look around, all you have is the people that was there from day one who loved you with or without a basketball. Okay, so that's the gift of not being drafted. Okay, so then now this kid goes in and we know he can play. And I figured Memphis was the perfect place for him because he's another Zach Randolph. You know what I mean? And he has a skill set and he has a blue collar work ethic that the city of Memphis honors because that's the type of city we live in in Memphis. It's a blue collar. People get their lunch pails and they go to work every day. So he um, he uh, he fits. He fits. He could have got drafted by anybody else. And and his skills might have never been shown. So. This was a blessing, believe it or not.
1: It sounds like you don't have any doubt that he's going to make that roster eventually or make somebody's roster, whether it's with the Grizzlies or somebody else, that he's going to be a guy that you is know, isn't just in the league but that sticks.
5: Oh, yeah. Are they going to be uh, somebody crazy as hell one of the two? Because, <laughs> I mean, at the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he I mean, he's the talk of everything. Yes. And, and, it's, and it's not like it's talk without uh, facts to support it, right? Yep. It's like it, it's talk – and you can see the game, you can see what he's doing, you can see the impact, you can see how players um um how players rock with him, how they love being around him, you can see his character. I mean, it's nothing that doesn't check out.
1: Man, just listening to you and your testimony and how much you can pour into these kids in the in the 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 role that god's got you in now you can hear it coming through right you can hear the passion and everything else so i know you're you're doing what you've been called to do i'd ask you this is this is this what you want is grassroots the perfect level for you is college coaching something you thought you might want to get into eventually because it's clear how effective you are and can be
5: well i can tell you this man i took a picture with boo williams uh yes sir i saw it
1: yep legend
5: a legend, man, and I, and i i you know, I just respect legends. I respect the game and, um, college coaching. Cause I, you know, I, I, I did mention it to, uh, to Penny and a couple of, uh, I mentioned it to Sharon, coach Jones, you know, even coach price when he was in Lamar and, um, and I, I you know, I listened to this sermon by T.D. Jackson and it says timing is everything. Right. Yes, sir. And a lot of times I sit up there and say, he say to myself, like, why won't anybody give me an opportunity? Like I, You know, I check out on everything. I can relate, I know what I'm doing, you know, you know, I I know a lot of people, you know, and I was like, What is it? But it's all about the timing. You know, yes, I I would love to become a college coach one day. Now, the tricky part for me is I don't know whether it would be on the boys' side or the girl side. It really doesn't you know, but the deal is it really doesn't matter to me. You know, it really doesn't, you know. And like I tell them, I'm looking at U of H, Terrence Arsenal. Well, that was one of my guys, you know, one of my kids that uh, trained with me, came through my program. I have more kids coming up. So I'm going to help kids regardless of where they at, you know. But I'm just sitting back waiting patiently, man. And whoever gives me the shot, whoever gives me the shot, they won't regret it. I can tell you that.
3: Hey, Omar, man, great stuff.
1: This was a blessing, brother. Honor and a pleasure, man. We ought to do it more Thank often, Coach Snead.
5: Oh okay, yeah, most definitely, man. I'm always available, man. I, and I, like I said, I love talking to you guys. I really appreciate it. I know my people with with were dialed in, and uh, you know, if Junior, you know, if he listening, uh, you know, whatever, he won't let y'all down, man. The kid is ready. I'm so we we're proud of him back home. Love him to death. Um, at one point of time, they were even thinking about me moving down there with him just to kind of manage him and watch over him. But uh, I end up hooking him up with one of my friends, Javante. And I guess Devontae's going to, you know, do the training part with him. Yes, sir. You know, so it's always good to have family to reach back to to help other family along the way.
3: No,
1: brother no. Snead, always good talking to you, man. Thanks, Keep man. Keep up the great work, brother.
5: Okay, thank you,
2: guys. I really appreciate y'all. Thank you, Coach.
3: He is Omar Snead. If you look back at his stats, that man shot 59% from the field. Jeez. His first year at
2: Memphis. What were his years? Is he 90s? 97 to 99. Yep. Well, unfortunately
3: as as a it's as a, crap pro- teams, right? a it, right the program it was going through some transition there that was the first few years that <clears throat> you know Larry Finch had gotten gotcha. fired and he mentioned it one yeah. one to play mm-hmm. for Finch but yeah dude like if you look I'm looking at his 97 98 year 29 starts 20.9 20. points on 59% shooting from 3 I mean sure from, from, from three. from 3 he was only 24% but still yeah. 59% Baller. from two is crazy.
1: You couldn't stop him inside. It was just basically because he was relentless. He was just going to pour into you. You yeah. see how Lofton drops that shoulder
3: and puts yeah. it up Put it into out. Chet
1: Hunger? Yeah. Like that was Omar Sneed around that basket. You know what I'm saying? You're just He's going to overpower some you interesting both nuggets, physically and mentally.
3: And some interesting nuggets there about his recruitment uh, with Memphis, too. Penny Hardaway's on the phone with Omar Sneed for an, an hour, and a, hour half. and a half.
2: Wow. He's trying to get that. See C- you. Yeah. 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 He's good on radio.
3: Oh, Omar's great. Yeah. He's great he, on radio. He's
2: awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so you can tell he's why real. he's so he's, effective he's, he's as a, a
1: grassroots guy. Coach. Yeah, yeah, you can guy. see it. He's a straight but, talker. But when you've lived it and been disappointed the way he has and had to bounce back oh, and yeah. find something else, the fact that, that what he can pour into a kid, right? That that kind yeah. of experience, dude, that's going to benefit the kid both in basketball and in life. No doubt about it. Like he's it's 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 yeah. per, you can tell it's his calling. That's it. He yep. be he'd help somebody on some college bench somewhere and, I, and you can see why. And I think I remember writing, I think he came back, graduated all that stuff, so Yep. He's going to be on somebody's bench.
3: Uh, Omar need is real. You know what else is real? Employment law. Employment law is real. And if you feel like at work that your employer is not compensating you properly or that you might be experiencing discrimination in your workplace, give our friends a call at Grind City Law, 901-756-5997. You may have a case. You may not have a case. But let them tell you because they are here to help.
1: That's what they're uh, that's what they do. It's what they've done their entire lives, their entire professional careers. You should call them at 901-756-5997 again. Their name's Robert, Rob and Russ. You feel like you've been discriminated against at work and you shouldn't be, uh, but you want to know if you've got a case. We've all been in that boat where we're feeling a certain kind of way, but do you have a case? These are the guys that can tell you and put you uh put you on your way perhaps to uh, to having a case there, 756-5997. Again, GrindCityLaw.com is where you can check them out, 756
3: If you are in the mood for some basketball, TBT action is tonight. There's some more action tonight. I'll probably be watching something. I'm sure. Watch that
1: money team if they play tonight. Yeah, I don't
3: think they do. I think the Florida TNT team plays, though, today. So if you're interested in them, um, there's some, you know, AAC connections, I guess, if you're trying to stretch that out. Anyway, uh, thanks to Omar Snead for joining us here on the show. That was fantastic. If you missed it, check the podcast. He was great. Uh, Thanks to Omar Snead for joining us on the show. Thanks to Mark Giannato hopping on as well. We'll probably be coming here tomorrow talking about John Morant winning breakthrough athlete. I at the hope Estes, so. Right? I, I mean, hope That so. seems like a pretty obvious thing.
1: Hope he goes up on stage except up.
3: Yeah. Do you know next? on miss it. For Jason, I'm John. We're going. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could
0: conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.